Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for the Horse Racing Happy Hour, live from Churchill Downs for Kentucky Derby 149. Now, here's Mike, Louie, and Dan. Well, it's been an eventful, an eventful at least 48 hours, a real eventful last three hours here in Churchill Downs. Mike and Dolph here, joined by Louis Rabot and the legend Dan Issel. We've also got Pat Forty here from Sports Illustrated because we got to talk about right off the bat. Right off the bat. The favorite Forte has been scratched in the race. We started hearing rumors about this, Louis, uh, Thursday. Thursday, yes. Right. Uh, you know, probably right after lunch. Uh, it took a little longer to develop, but any shock there? Uh, not for me. Um, I think the only shock was watching the arguments, Pat, and I think, were you backside when this all went down? I don't know. But, no, I mean, but I've seen the video. seen all these yeah. videos. Pretty clear ownership was ready to run them. Uh, you know, Pletcher felt comfortable or was going to do whatever the ownership asked him to do, maybe. Uh, but State Vets stepped in. My only issue today... State vets are paid by my tax dollars, and they don't make a statement. I'm, I'm not okay with that. Pat, where, where are you on this? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that, yes, like you said, we kind of saw this coming for the last couple of days, uh, and not a shock, but, yeah, I would sure like a little bit of transparency, you know. I mean, so. we get a note the other day from Darren Rogers, all transparency, transparency, right. and then the state vet scratches the favorite and, right. who hasn't lost since June, Yeah, and, and, and we're just supposed to go away with it. I, I, it really bothers me. But that's two different entities. Uh, Churchill Downs and KHRC, two different uh, I entities. understand. All but right. they talked about transparency when they barred Safi Joseph. Right. And yeah. safety and all these yeah. things. I mean, so. Yeah. And I, don't, I think those are probably not unrelated things, though, what, what happened with Safi Joseph and what's happening here. I, I can't say for I sure. It would, it would help if we hear from them. But I, but I would think that there is a real caution, caution to the point of paranoia almost right now. Like, we, do, we cannot afford a bad incident in the Derby. You know, there was one with eight bells, and nobody will ever forget that. And they, given everything that's happened in the last week, you can't have another bad incident. There. What do you make of, of the, the Joseph suspension? Um, didn't surprise me. Okay. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I thought that if they were going to scratch the horses, that then Churchill would, would make some sort of move of their own. And especially, I think, given the controversy that surrounded suspending Bob Baffert, that it's kind of like, okay, if you've got worries about one trainer, you better have worries about other trainers. And the way those horses died, Ugh. it's not natural nope. and not easily explainable until there's an explanation. You shouldn't run here. I, Pat, I think that's the, that's the point here, that these are two different things. Horses, we talked about it yesterday. Horses are going to break down. Unfortunately, that's part of the game. But when horses fall over dead and there's no explanation and you've got the same owner and the same trainer, yeah. uh, and, and Churchill, with the, with the Baffert suspension, they said 
don't mess with us Derby Week. And, yep. and, and, and I know there's another entity, the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission, but Churchill is not going to let this happen on their biggest stage. Absolutely, Dan. And that's, you know, the thing is, the Derby, it, it, Churchill Downs really doesn't care who wins the Derby, but they don't want a disaster, a catastrophe in the Derby. And so it's more important for them to have a safely run race where even you're being, if you're being overly cautious, you're taking horses out just in case. Yeah, it's just been a crazy run. How many derbies is this for you, Pat? This is 36, I believe. 36. I mean, is, have you seen anything like this? No, I have not. I mean, I mean, it's just been an absolute epidemic of bad news. And even, you know, I mean, we had Wild on Ice and we had the horse deaths for various reasons. But then even like, what was it, Wednesday morning or Thursday morning, we got loose horses. Yeah, you know, right. you've got an yep. Oaks horse screaming, running through the barns there. It's like, what is going on? It's just the whole thing. It's just been a bad karma week, you know, really, more than anything else. It's just you, you hope nothing else is going to happen. Are we getting this out of the way? We we always comment since John Asher has died, we have not had a normal derby. Yeah. Um, are, are, have we gotten out of the John Asher ghost stuff with the earlier part of the week? We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Gosh, I, mean, I hope never so. Never say never. Man, but. Man. So, Pat, were you a 40 guy, forte guy before before we, the scratch? I was. Just yeah. off by one letter. Until, <laughs> until until Thursday when, you know, the, you see him stumble and you start hearing the rumors and yeah, everything. But, yeah, I, I liked him, and especially with Cyclone Mischief drawing in, and I think Reincarnate's going to go. I think there's going to be more speed at the front of this race than people originally thought, mm-hmm. and I thought it would set up well for somebody coming in the, in the stretch like Forte. Uh, but now, obviously, you got to rethink that. But there's there's other clothes. Heck, in the same barn, Tappet Trice. So, is that your Derby horse now? I think so, by default. Tappet Trice. Yeah, yeah. Well, still still figuring it out here. Got a few hours left. <laughs> but, uh, he's my default guy right now. Pat Forty with us at Bat, by Pat Forty on Twitter, si.com for all of his stuff as well. Um, you know, with these decisions, how much of it is? And we talked about it a little bit earlier is saving face it's derby week we're just being extra cautious you use the word paranoia i don't think that's out of bounds i think it's absolutely what's going on right now um this seems like a two-parter too uh joseph gets suspended you know this horse is scratched and then churchill comes out with a statement later and maybe this is kentucky's you know the vet saying you know we got your back here we're gonna scratch the horse for you right right that that could be you know i i mean there's, there's a lot of politics in play in these situations. There's so much scrutiny and so many eyes on this event compared to an average Wednesday out here. Right. And so it's just kind of a whole different level of, of magnifying what happens. And to Dan's point, look, yes, these things do happen in racing. It sucks. It's terrible. Right. But you have horses break legs and not recover from that. But the all the other stuff, it's like Churchill and, and horse racing can deal with leg injuries. You can't really just kind of shrug off sudden deaths from horses and that sort of thing and not do something and so i think it's got to be kind of a concerted effort from everybody in the industry to say we got to draw a line selfish media question which was worse not facing the media after the maximum security dq they come down they make a statement they leave don't take questions or this today not talking at all about why the scratch happened um i'm going to give them still a chance to put out a statement or something today you know see if they if they have something to say i hope that they will the maximum security thing was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. <laughs> we're all sitting in there. First of all, it we took were there. Like, we were 22 there. minutes to make the call. Which and, okay. and they tell us to all come downstairs because yeah, right. they're going to have a yeah. press conference. And then they march them in and sit them down. They read a statement, then they all get up and walk away. It's I like, thought they even said they were going to take questions. Doing? I think they did say they, they were going to take questions. I think they told us they were going to take questions. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. even remember, but terrible. I just know that they all walked off. We're like, <laughs> what are you all doing? It was crazy. It, 
was nuts. We all sat around waiting, and, and that was it. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not a good look. The transparency's got to get a lot better, and hopefully it does. Pat Forty Sports Illustrated, thanks for joining us, giving us a couple of minutes, and just kind of giving us shedding some light on there. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, honor right. to be on with you guys. All right, Pat. Appreciate thanks, it. Pat. All right, all right, there you go. Pat Forty, there. Appreciate I mean, his time. That's the kind of uh, that's the kind of Dan Issel juice we get. We get Pat Forty <laughs> on a moment's notice, right there. You know, so hey, did, I had did Dan not, line that one up. I had no, not, no. no, I had nothing to do with it. I was sitting here handicapping. Of course. Mike's the one who went Pat and got I, him. You know, of course, yeah. whenever sure. you're from Louisville, Pat and I have some common friends. And sure. then I went over and he's like, yeah, I'd love to come on. And of course, he's been a good friend of the station, right? I mean, oh, 100%. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So yep. we, uh, very fortunate to have Pat Forty on right there. But, you know, guys. I mean, also, if you not just been to Derby, but covered 36. I mean, that's a perspective mm-hmm. that we don't have in this box. So. No. Yeah, yeah. But from here, you know, and so sure. 36 Derbies of being here before. Who knows what it was like even before he was in journalism, right? So um, I... I'm I'm super disappointed. <laughs> this is almost feels to me because I, Louis will tell you, Dan. I don't fall in love with the three old males very often. I and there's been two that I've really liked, and it's been Fort, uh, Forte in Omaha Beach, mm. and mm-hmm. uh, so it's obviously the kiss of this death. This feels less bad than Omaha Beach because I think he was going to win. Oh, uh, like, Omaha like, Beach, I, I love. Well, and remember, this is deja vu all over again because Mike Rapoli had the favorite for the Derby. In Uncle Mo, that he had to scratch right at, right at the last minute. So uh, I, I can't imagine. And I, I saw an interview with him yesterday, and they were trying on on NBC. They were trying to get him to say that something was wrong with the horse, and he wouldn't do it. He said he'll be out. He'll gallop in the morning. He will. I guaranteed he will run. And so that was that makes me think what you said, Louis, is absolutely right. If if it hadn't been for the state vets scratching the horse, and and for those that don't follow horse racing that are listening to us today, uh, it, they they jog the horse on blacktop. I don't understand that. Be, well, it's because if you jog a horse on dirt or you jog a horse on grass, it might hide something. Got it. But if you jog them on blacktop, Can't hide it. Uh, 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 if, if there's something hurts, wrong, it's gonna it's gonna pop out. Got it. And so the state vets and the videos are all over social media. We're, we're jogging this horse up and down the blacktop, and it looked like they were they were really negotiating with Todd and I with agree. Rapoli. I agree. And uh, at the and, and they you know the final word was this horse ain't running. And look, I'm, I'm I'm critical of the transparency part of this. I'm not critical of the decision. I want to be no. very clear. Yeah. I think that's a very difficult job. We forget these are human beings making these decisions, right? These are uh, you know people's livelihoods, frankly, and they had. This is a very insular I mean, business we're in. Absolutely. Todd Pletcher's coming back to this place. Mike Rapoli's coming back to this yeah. place. They have to face those people again. And to make the decision on the on the Derby favorite is not an easy one. And I, and I think the fact that Todd Pletcher and Mike Rapoli are so respected as horsemen, and just like what you said, Dan, he's made that decision before with Uncle Mo, uh, they probably gave him a little bit more uh, conversation than they normally would have given him. Instead of just walking up and saying, your horses are scratched, uh, they probably gave him a little bit more leash than they probably would have. They listened a little bit more. He, you know, Pat made a great point, and that is uh, people that aren't horse racing fans like the three of us, they can't wait to jump on something negative in the horse racing business. I said it yesterday. You know, you you have to dig. You go to ESPN.com. You have to dig to find anything about horse racing. And yet when the four horses died in, in a three- or four-day period here, 
That was right at the head of the list. I mean, that story was on on top. And so, and so, people that don't like horse racing can't wait to take shots at this. And because of that, on on the biggest stage, I mean, this race this afternoon will be the most watched, the most bet on horse race in the world. And Churchill, Kentucky, they just can't afford horse racing in general. They can't afford something bad to happen. And that's why if, they, if there's just a the little thing wrong, as I'm sure it was with Forte, they, they can't let him run. Bigger picture question, Dan. Um, outside of the Derby. So I got in trouble because I said that I thought maximum security should not be disqualified because the Derby is different than other races. Mm-hmm. You're making the case here that, look, this is the Derby, the biggest stage in our sport. More people are going to watch this than will watch the NBA Finals by a factor of about 60%. Yep. Okay. If it's Thursday, do they scratch them out, do you think, in an allowance race? Um, probably not. Okay. Probably I yeah. not. Okay. I agree. But, but but here's, you know, there was so much scrutiny. I mean, some of us, some of us yesterday said they were chucking this horse because they weren't happy sure. with the way that, and I don't remember who that was, but somebody said they weren't going to use That was gaining stream, esteem for sure. Was... <laughs> Was because the horse was training bad. Right. He had the of all the Oaks and Derby horses at Todd Pletcher's last week. He had the slowest work. When you watched him gallop, and I don't have a great eye for a horse, sure. but you watched him gallop. I mean, he wasn't striding out at all, Louis. He, even even without the trip, uh, uh, he he wasn't he wasn't really striding out. And so, uh, because of that scrutiny, because the video of him tripping just jogging on the track was all over the place, you know it was going to get more scrutinized. I hear you. And so, uh, that's why I say, if it was on Thursday, I don't think the horse gets scratched. I totally agree. And just so our listeners who are coming to the track, you're in your car, just to know the magnitude of what's happening here. Yesterday, when we only had four horses to scratch out the Kentucky Derby, it was the first time that that had happened since like 2005, 2006. I can't remember the year exactly. But interestingly enough, in that case, it was, one of the scratches was an also eligible who decided to not draw into the race. So it wasn't a real scratch. Before that, it was 1936. Five horses scratched out of the Derby. A sixth horse dies on the backside before the uh, before we even get to the official entries. This is completely unheard of. Mm-hmm. I mean, completely unheard of. Uh, well, a couple of them, there's not much you can do. I mean, the the two horses that had to scratch because of fever, Practical oh, no, Move and Skinner, all... I mean, they, they just got done flying in from the West Coast. And, you know, these are... These are living things. They're not machines. And so, you know, I mean, how many of us have gotten a cold after we've taken a cross-country flight? Fair enough. That's a good point. So so those are... And they don't fly like they used to. No. They really don't. No, no. But, you know, but you hate to see... You hate to see anybody who has paid their money to play the game get this close and then not get to participate. You own Forte. You're Mike Rapoli for the day. Okay? So, first off, shave your face. Second. Um, well, first you- of all, I wouldn't be talking to you if I was... I know I can, we can get Ed Rosen. I know that. Yeah. Well, do, you, um, do you wait for the Belmont at this point? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just make I mean, sure he's totally well. Yeah, I mean, he's and then a, point to Saratoga, he, right? He's a, he's exactly. Right, he's, okay. he's a New Yorker. You know, it's uh, it, you used to 
You know, Louie, following this game, you used to get five, six, seven horses that came out of the Derby and went to the Preakness. Now with the two-week two, uh, interval, uh, the, the, the winner is obligated to go, and you get very few horses other than that. He's a New I'll Yorker. He, 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 ran, he ran in, uh, well, yeah, and I guess you're not <laughs> obligated to run in, in, caught, in the Preakness. But, but, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, he's a New Yorker. He ran 1-2 in the Belmont last year right. with, he, with uh, Mo Donegal and Ness. Yeah. So, yeah. And you, out of the three races, you he won't see this. You won't see this horse at, at Baltimore. Yeah, well, out of the three races, he typically doesn't support the previous in general as much as he because uh, he's a New Yorker, I, yeah, right? right. right. I, yeah, I don't. And know. he likes also like he likes. Plus, long I rest. guarantee, if you asked him, would you rather win the Preakness or the Traverse? It's not close. Oh no, oh, no. he's no. talking about the Traverse. Yeah. Well, he yeah. also he's not big on the two weeks rest. Okay, I, I mean, that's, well, Pletcher especially. Yeah, I mean, Pletcher has, has Pletcher. I don't know that Pletcher has run a Derby horse in the Preakness that didn't win it. Right, no, I he has not. not. No, I don't think he has. Oh. I mean that's always been his mo. I mean it's it's that's it's just what it is. Let's reset the show real quick, just because we started with the guest. This is the Horse Racing Happy Hour. We're here on ESPN 680, 105.7, streaming anywhere that you are in the world. Happy Derby! We are so happy that you've chosen to spend part of your morning with us here on ESPN 680. We are presented by our friends. They are running right now up at Horseshoe Indianapolis. If you are up in that area, head over to Shelbyville. Uh, if you don't hit those horse bets, you can always hit the craps table. <laughs> or a sports book or anything else. I got everything. Sure. Right? I got a nice poker room. Say hi to Rachel. Go check for them us. out. Say hi to Rachel for us. And um, of course, by our friend Chet Mays, who is sponsoring a quarter of the Pick Five today that there we're doing. There you go. Getting Thank in with you, us Chet. from uh, Mays Plastic Surgery and Aesthetics. They've got the uh, surgical and non-surgical options over there. Uh, MaysPlasticSurgery.com at Dr. Chet Mays on all the socials. All right. Um, so we do have a new. There's a new makeup in the Derby. It's a different. It's a different race now because we've lost key players, Dan, who would have been major factors at the finish line, including Forte, of course, a horse like Practical Move out of California, right? because he could have been part of that legitimate early speed. He's shown those flashes before in those races at Santa Anita, at Los Al. I I think we, we may have a different race here, and I think it probably sets up for a deeper closer or that one horse that can stalk, be fourth or fifth, and get the job done. Sounds like Cabot tries to me. If you if you watch the way this track has played the last two or three days, you got to be close. There, there are no deep closers. You be close. Those are the, now you're they're coming from a little bit off the pace. A little bit, I mean three, four, five lengths. I haven't seen a horse but win. Wet, wet paint last night, perfect example, right? Wet paint couldn't overcome where she came you, from. You know what? I want to make a point about that, and I guess this is as good a time as sure. any. You cannot talking about the Oaks last night. Yeah, yeah. You cannot take a horse. out out of what they he do. or she wants to do, and I thought that's what that's what they did with wet paint. Wet paint. Uh, if you go back and look at the fantasy, wet paint was five, six, seven lengths behind the next to the last place horse. I I had a horse. Uh, this it, it was in the first crop. Secretariat's first crop. Name was Secretarial Queen. Okay. First crop. We ran her in California. Uh, she she. So won- you owned a daughter of Secretariat. The first year. The first crop. Tom Gentry and Sherry and I were 50-50 partners on this filly. Tommy Tommy Bredder took her. I just her, wanted to say that out loud. You're good. Keep going. Took, took her to the sale. <laughs> right? Took her to the sale. RNA'd her. We had had a very, he and I had had a really nice colt that sold. And so I turned my money over and took half of the secretariat filly. She won a $50,000 stake at uh at Hollywood Park, then ran second in the Hollywood Oaks. 
she went to Del Mar and she was in a mile and the 16th prep race on the grass for uh, the uh, Del Mar Oaks. Going down the backside, Louie, I thought I thought she'd been eased because that's the way she ran. I mean, she just came from way out of it. She made a nice run. She finished third and got beat two or three lengths. Sure. Bill, Bill Shoemaker rode her that day. Come back in the Oaks. Bill Shoemaker about as tall as your belly button? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Have, have you ever heard this story? <laughs> no. I'm sitting, Daryl McCard okay. was supposed to ride her. I'm sitting, Sherry and I, Gentry didn't go this trip because it was an allowance race. Sherry and I are sitting in the clubhouse at Del Mar, uh, and we get paged to the Mater D stand. Never a good sign. No, it's not. Never a good sign. <laughs> Way before, you know, pay phones at racetracks Mater D is and a text cell phones. Yeah. Do, do, they say, do they say Dan Issel, or do you have, like, some, like, code name or like that? No, Dan Issel. All right. Everybody, I, I, go, I, go to the, I go to the Mater D stand. I pick up the phone. You know the blue guy in at Del Mar. He says, blue gets in. He, he says, Mr. Issel. Now, I'm like 23 years old. Sure. Mr. Issel, this is, this is Harry the Hat. Daryl McCard just took off the rest of his mounts today. Would it be all right if uh, Bill, I think he said shoe, would it be all right if shoe rode your horse in the feature today? Uh, <laughs> I said, yes, yes, I said uh, yes, sir. I think that'd be, I think that'd be just fine. That's a Gago Cyclone mission. And so we go to the paddock, and and uh, and she wore our silks. She didn't wear Tommy's silks. She oh. wore our silks. And here comes Bill Shoemaker, all five foot eight of, or uh, four foot eight of. There you go. Or, I was going to say five or, eight. Or, or whatever he was wearing my silks it was absolutely terrific but anyway so now we get ready for the for the Del Mar Oaks it's a 16th of a mile further we have another jockey and I won't say his name but we said take her let her fall back she doesn't want to be close you saw you saw the prep race take her back a 16th of a mile further let her come running you ought to be fine they go into the clubhouse turn, Louie, and she is five lengths off the lead. And she is five lengths off the lead at the beginning, and she was five lengths off the lead at the end. You can't make them do something they don't want to do. And I thought that's what happened to wet paint yesterday. I thought, I thought they were afraid it was going to be a slower pace, and they tried to keep her closer to the front. And she was, you know, she just kind of ran in place all the way around. Yeah. I, I, I Go ahead. What, I was just going to say, you I'll make your point. I just want to know what other trends that we noticed from yesterday. Um, I, it was interesting watching a horse get out front, stay out front, right, Dan? Yeah. Especially in a route race like that at a mile and an eighth. And so um, that really stood out. It stood out that Tyler and Irad were the two best jockeys yesterday. Oh, 100%. That stood out. Tyler Gafalion is coming into... Whatever the high-end rarefied areas, he'll never ride in New York because he makes too much money here, um, and he's the king of this place. But um, <clears throat> that Oaks, I, I'm I'm slightly rooting for verifying in the Derby now because Ooh. I would like Tyler to get the double. Yeah, because yeah. he's worked his butt off here. I've also look totally selfishly. He's like we come here on Family Day. And the jockeys have to walk through the like the kids like face paint area and stuff. He stops for pictures. Gives he gives goggles. high fives. Gives yeah, out goggles, that kind of yeah, stuff. So he's like, a great he's kid. been nice to my kids, and so like you know that kind of stuff. He's a great kid. Yeah, I had a big win on Caravel. Well, we got a, as well. we got our first text from Scott Issel of the day. We'll see what he has. So he was also on Caravel. Caravel, by the way, the only favorite to win one of the stakes races. Oh well, well we mentioned it yesterday. Caravel was a horse that beat the boys, right? Uh, and comes back races against the girls. 
just a really great uh, turnout. But that was, to me, the big trend that I noticed. Out of the seven stakes races, we had five favorites go off less than two to one. Caravelle's the only one that gets it done. Right. You know, it, sometimes your, your heroes let you down. And I was all on red carpet ready. Yes, you were. And Didn't let you down. And, and my hero talked me into just singling. <laughs> the fastest horse in the world. Money's gold. Can't get beat. Whoops. That, that was it. Yeah. I gave that horse in the pick six. You did. Yeah. You, yeah, did. Pick horse to, you did. Yeah. So I, I decided to single that race. I'm never singling on an Oaks Derby Breeders' Cup day again because these fields are just too freaking good. We saw a lot of horses. Or it's bricks and mortar. Or it's, or it's bricks and like mortar. That. But or so flight you're, not or flight singling, you're not singling any horses today. The only one I would even kind of consider is Goodnight Olive, but Matt Arena's in that race. Right. I mean, there's no there's no way. I mean, uh, I'm not singing Cody's Wish. Um, so I don't think there's a single on the card today. Well, obviously, King Russell is a single. I mean, if we got to be realistic about that. <laughs> uh, Coronation. in from the 23. I, I know one thing. In the match race between me and Mike, Mage is a single. What? Uh, listen, Mage hadn't started the race yet, and Mage in is order a single. finish, my horse is not on there. That means the, that the uh, the the bet is yeah, is our is our Twitter thing on yes. our Twitter thing. On. It is. You can do it. So I would like I would like. So yesterday, I said I didn't like Forte at all. Okay. This man said he's going to win the Derby. Yes. I said Mage will fi- will finish ahead of Forte. Yes. That that was that was our bet. Should right. we put it up as a Twitter poll? Yeah. And by I want to know, I we'll wanna know what our Twitter people think. Because Mike and Davo hates John Tyler Perry. Gandolfo, <laughs> Gandolfo <laughs> is going to pay for Dan Itzel's lunch. Gandolfo's bat. I mean, it's only lunch. I mean, how much could it cost him? And now he's saying, oh, no, Forte scratched. No, you don't have a bet anymore. Baloney. If I had a bet at Churchill Downs, <laughs> yeah, they'd baloney. refund the bet. Baloney. They'd refund baloney. the bet. That's all I know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's good stuff. Good stuff that right there. But, stuff. I mean, again, like, Lou, do you agree? I mean, you're sorry. I don't care if you're sorry. I want lunch. <laughs> I didn't say sorry. I didn't say I said good stuff. I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm sticking by it. I know, sorry, listen, I know exactly what would happen if the roles were reversed on that one. So No, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, Louie, what about you? Do, you? do you agree? Is there a single here? Or is there – what are you looking at on the card today? And then we'll kind of – Good night, Olive. Yeah. Is the top of that list for me. But you love Mataria, too. I know I that. I do. I don't know that she's in her class yet. Yeah. I think she needs a full healthy year um, of showing that she can do what Good Night, Good Night All did last year. Um, which race is Good Night All, by the way? That's we what, four? It's early. Fourth race. It's the, it's the it's first stakes race. race. So it's coming up here pretty quick. Yeah, um, this is where yeah the Derby ready. City Distaff. Excuse me, the grade one here. Yeah. Um, and that's a good, by the way, grade one field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got grade one horses in there. Well, that's, what, um, that's when, my when point. Travel column is 15 to one. Right. You have a, you have a grade one. These, these so. fields have been fantastic, and that's why you can't – it's why it's hard to single. You're having the, – the average uh, winner in those stakes races yesterday was somewhere between 8 and 10 to 1. Spinderella? Spinderella is single? Nope. Well, we'll see. <laughs> the, only, the only reason – Is that the distaff turf, Mom? <clears throat> it's the fifth race. Yeah, okay. Um, the only reason I would say good night, Olive, is not, is not a single is because Chad Brown – Chad Brown owns, especially grass races. Yeah, and his third horse can just jump up. New York and Gulfstream. He comes to Kentucky. He didn't have a very good meet at Keeneland. Right. And he's had some horses that have not run well here. So he doesn't dominate. 
he hasn't dominated Kentucky like he did Gulfstream and and like he does New York. And so that's the only reason I would say good night, Olive. These other horses aren't in her class. We thought the same thing yesterday with Money's Gold. Yeah, but Money's Gold didn't win an allowance. This horse won the Breeders' Cup Sprint. (laughs) Come on, Louie. Come on, Louie. I mean, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Come what on. What I do? I'm catching Come strays, on. man. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and take a break. You Good idea. Yeah. No, we're presented by our friends at Horseshoe Indianapolis. They are running today. If you are in uh, the Indiana Appalachia era area, you can uh, go out there and check out some live. Hey, do you want to give a, do you have a quick here. take to give out on this uh, third race, or you want to, or tell people to go buy the sheet? Uh, yeah, horseracinghappyhour.com. Sheet's still available, buck ninety nine for the day. Uh, we've still got um, 312 races left, and so plenty of value there. And uh, you can check it out for the rest of the day. Yeah, I got a backpack there, sir. All right. <laughs> Dumping water all over the place here. We're also presented by Mays Plastic Surgery, uh, Dr. Chet Mays. Uh, we'll talk to him at 1.30, get his input on the pick five, uh, make sure that we've got the proper ticket for the syndicate. Hanging out with Andy Sweeney, this is the Horse Racing Happy Hour. We'll be back with you next. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. Welcome back to the Horse Racing Happy Hour, live from Churchill Downs for Kentucky Derby 149. Now, here's Mike Louie and Dan. All right, welcome back. Mike Indoffo here with Louis Rabeau and Hall of Famer Dan Issel. And uh, we're at Churchill Downs watching some races. Third race getting ready to go off right here. Louis, we have Major Fed in this race. He was in the Kentucky Derby, was it last year? No, he scratched. He, oh, he scratched out? Yeah. All right. I was going to say, he's 15-1. to 1, So, I mean, that just tells you the kind of cards that we have. Uh, this is the uh, Pleasant Colony getting ready to go. An allowance optional claiming race. Um and they're in the gate, and they're going to go, but yep. we're going to go, too. We're just going to keep talking. So There you go. All right. Okay. Um, what a, before we start talking about the races and handicapping the races, any other takeaways from the uh, the Oaks Day that we need to make sure that we – Oh, I mean, just that Caravelle is turning into an all-timer. I mean, you know, it, it, it is – it's one of it's one thing to beat the boys in the Breeders' Cup sprint. It's another thing to come off the layoff and beat the boys again. Right. And then leave Keeneland after two wins and come back to Churchill Downs and win again, right? And so multiple different surfaces, different company. Uh, the fact that she's just – it's not even a – I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't interesting. It was the least interesting race of the day yesterday. She's just they, that powerful, good. that good. And and frankly, it was a show early that Tyler was in the zone. He rated her perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else for you, Dan? Well, Dan's uh, watching the race. You, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother me. Uh, <laughs> Leave me alone, kid. <laughs> Whatever your name is. Uh, you, you know, you go back and after races are run, you go back and look at the form again and try to figure out uh, if you lost where you went wrong and where you went right and I, when i went back and looked at the oaks yesterday yeah i mean sometimes you look at a race and you said well i you know i couldn't bet that horse if if they ran the race again but um you look at the oaks and we were real idiots for not having uh, the winner 
I mean, we we picked Britannical and uh, Southlawn. Oh, it's a horse race here. Right, I, got the, I have those two in my top three. 14 and 5. Oh, I'm going to have to try here. Petulate is uh, Petulate is going to uh, Petulante. I don't know what that's. That's the 14? Yeah. Yes. The 14 holds on. High five. Uh, Luis Saez aboard that. Let's go. Luis Saez has a good day too. Nice. There you nice. Go. Um, but oh, getting, box. getting go. back to the Oaks. Um, and we, uh, I didn't do a, a good job handicapping that race at all. I, hey, I mean, hey, Ben Roberts, I'm on air here. I, I had Cut three. I had three horses in the Oaks, and um, you know, two of them made sense. Why I bet Britannical instead of Pretty Mischievous? I I don't know. I mean, Britannical and it's you love yeah, and and she got beat twenty five lengths. Right. There was a reason that Brad started her on the grass. There was a reason that he left her here and ran her at Turfway Park instead of taking her to the fairgrounds where he took all of his other horses. And and why why I even thought that filly had a chance? I w- I was kicking myself when I went back and looked at it because. It, it, if you read the, especially if you read the trip lines, she ran second uh, in the Fairground Oaks and stumbled coming away from the gate. And so it, it was one of those races, I thought, after you went back, the horse, the winner was very playable. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we mentioned her. We just, Say you're a bum, Dan. Say Dan is a I'm a bum. A bum. <laughs> so did you have a bad betting day yesterday, Dan? I had a great betting day. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you want you want to know why? I think Dan's not the only guy that had a great betting day outside of the Oaks. I I uh, I, I played gold. A, after the fastest horse in the world got beat. <laughs> I played a pick three, singling Caravelle and going deep like we talked about. Yep. You had to go deep in those next two races, uh, and I got uh, I, I got like. Uh, Eight to one and a nine to one. Uh, for fifty cents, the pick three paid one hundred and eight dollars and or one hundred and three dollars, and I had it more than once. Nice. <laughs> and then in the last race, I'm already sitting at home and I'm saying, "Well, you know, you got it's it's Oaks Day. You got a bet." So I I played a five horse exacta box Ooh. in the now excuse me trifecta box. Five-horse trifecta box in the last race yesterday, and I got a 10-to-1 over a 2-to-1 over a 12-to-1. And it and for fifty cents, and again, I had it more than once, it paid three hundred dollars. Nice. Three hundred dollars. So I even though even though I choked badly on the uh, on the oaks, I had a good day. There you go. All right. So it only takes a couple races. That's, that's the thing right. About, that's right. That's the thing about when you hear someone yeah. handicap and you go, Well, they missed that race. It's like, well, we got another one in twenty minutes. You'll be okay, you know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so we're gonna have four stakes races. Um, so by the way, we're uh, two for three in trifectas today. Yeah. There you go. Sheet, so you had that racing happy hour gone. Let's go. Good for you. Go. So the is sta- there an inquiry here? There's oh. gotta be. The jocks are on the phone oh, and right, the, the horses are in the winner's it. circle. Uh, so there's it's a, the first and second. Okay, that's a, interesting. There's an in, inquiry here. So top two finishers here, the five and the uh, was five to two. The fourteen was seven to two. Seven to two on the four. I've seen this before. There you go. They're going to take down maximum security, Dan. How do you feel? We've mentioned uh, maximum security like 14 times already. On the I, show. I have it because this is Churchill, uh, and and they've got a band on the screen. I don't. I haven't seen the head on, so I 
I can't tell if this is a legitimate. You are never older than you are at Churchill Downs. You sound older than you ever do. Louis, this is load management. Louis, I'm sitting. I mean, what would these seats cost if if we weren't Five if grand. we weren't on the dime and, and Five grand. what would these seats cost? Five grand. And and you can't see anything from here. Okay. Yeah. All, all you can see is a big board with the band on it. At Dan Issel forty four on Twitter, go find him there. Show eight. Hey, we know what two horses are in the are in the inquiry. Show us the head on for crying out loud. They're showing it on the small board, not on the yeah, big board. For yeah, some can reason. you see no, that? But that's stupid. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Thank that's, you. That's dumb. Thank you. They have that big board and they don't use it properly. That part I agree with. Oh yeah, they use it properly because because <laughs> they're catering to twenty two year olds who come to the races twice a year. That's who they're catering to. They don't care about us horse players. I see them. In, well, I'm here on Fridays after work anyway. They don't need to worry about me. <laughs> I have a problem. These other kids don't. Did, did you guys <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. Did yes, you guys know it's the 14 and the 5 that are in the? Uh... <laughs> I, I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to have good vision. Dan. We will have four stakes races uh, while the show is on. <laughs> The last one being the seventh uh, race, which is the Twin Spires Turf Sprint. That will get text from James Strebel, who's listening. Hey, James, you're a bum. Hey, can I, that's you're a, supposed to be here. You're a bum. That's the other. You need to be. It needs to be said. That's the other thing that made my day not great yesterday. Strebel was up here, said he was going to go down, come back, and he was going to bring me a drink. Drink never came. Never, never came back. Left me high. My partner on the UK post game show left me high and dry, no drink in hand. <laughs> Listen. I just took Louis' mic. Dan Issel seems startled. He he was given an old take. I don't know what it was. It's not about the race. I don't care what I can see. By the way, way, I'm glad glad you picked up the mic. I'm tired of you taking shots at old people. Nick Nick Zito has won the Kentucky Derby two more times than you do, than you have. It doesn't matter that he's 97 years old. His son won the Cy Young. He won... Two Kentucky Derbies, so don't give me that ball. Zito's not musty. Bataglia, a little musty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to at least. That's, that's talking about like Indiana basketball. He does. Uh, he does. I don't care. Mike does the morning line. He does the morning line at the Kentucky Derby. Did they have a decision here? What's Louis? the over under on drinks by James Strebel no, yesterday? No oh. change. What was the text we got? No change. Don't Fourteen oh, stays up. All right. All right. This is the change. Uh, the fourteen. I is did the. the uh, I did the uh, Wrigley Field Cup uh, snake yesterday. It wasn't been really impressive. No, I was like, hey, eight, yeah, Sa- yeah. Sandy, two of those are mine. Sandy, my wife drinks. My wife drinks her mixed drinks out of a straw too. <laughs> 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 Catch a straight. Let's go. All right. <laughs> we're going to handicap the oh, eighth man. race first, and then we're going to come back and talk about the fourth race. Uh, we're gonna... <laughs> the eighth... makes, makes sense to me. The eighth race is the first race that we're not on I the lost, air. I lost a chair to NPR. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. Listen, that. they think that everyone should have a free chair. They have four <laughs> ch- They have four credentials for NPR. I asked for a fourth for the horse racing happy hour. They asked like I was like cutting off thumbs. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. This is the race, though. The eighth race is the Pat Day Mile. Uh, again, neither none of us think that the Pat Day Miles is uh, um, the typical Pat Day Mile that we would normally see, I guess. Um, it is, of course, one mile on the dirt. Uh, Dan, who do you like in the Pat Day Mile? Jeez, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you made me pick a horse, 
I'd take Echo again. Uh, gun runners are winning everything. And, sure. And he, uh, his first time out, uh, or the last time out uh, this year, he won an allowance race at, at Oaklawn pretty easily. But, I, Mike, this thing, uh, uh, gun pilot, another gun runner okay. with Tyler, Tyler Gaffleone on. Um, I, the horse that I didn't know what to do with was Curly Jack. Right, yep. Curly Jack uh, had a really nice record as a two-year-old. Uh, six starts, uh, two wins in two seconds. Three starts here at Churchill with two wins and a second. He won uh, $417,000 as a two-year-old, which is a lot of money if you don't win the, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Yeah, and, right. But he has come in as a three-year-old and just thrown two absolute clunkers uh, in the Risen Star. He got beat uh, 10 and a quarter lengths. In the Louisiana Derby, he got beat 12 lengths. I mean, if you discount those races, he's 12 to 1 on the morning line. Well, maybe that's But I don't know horse. how you can discount those two races. Little Edgar Morales, little Tom Amos, two of them uh, connecting at a very good percentage here at Churchill Downs at 19%, 23% overall because they run a bunch. Up in Indianapolis, where our, our sponsor, Horseshoe Indianapolis, is uh, is located and running today. Yeah, yeah, we decided to go with as many horses as possible in that race on our ticket, and so I think we're all kind of in the same spot, which means, of course, that Echo again will win the race by five lengths. Yeah, that's what happens when you when you go all. I, I thought there were a few that here that you could uh, that you could throw out. We talked about Damon's Mound yesterday. Um, I I think he's a he's certainly a play against freezing point in the 14 hole is is a is a play against uh, I, I don't know but but again tall boy is coming back from UAE where he got beat 34 lengths by Derma Sotagato. Um, there's a few you can throw out here, but not many. Minnesota got gay, Mr. Robust. So I want to make a couple points again. This guy. Actually, that horse um, coming over from overseas. I'm very sorry, Mike. I didn't know. That's this right. one here, Tall Boy, right? Yeah. One, 2,000 guineas there. And then got beat uh, right, 34 one, lengths right, in the Derby. Right. One for one at the distance, though, going one turn. Mm, yeah. So that's why, that's why we're including as many as we can, because there's evidence from some of these they're at least capable. What, what was our observation on how the California shooters did yesterday? If I remember, I guess. Dead fish there. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I believe it was not good. No, I don't think so, so like, either. You know, I'm just looking at because Fort Bragg's going to grab some money here as a California shipper. Uh, but And I, I'm kind of off the California horses until they prove me wrong today. Uh, it's kind of where I'm going to go with that. And when it comes down to it, and this is a. We've seen better running from horses coming from Keeneland, yep. which isn't always the case. All right. And from Gulfstream Park. Yes. So, and then uh, one thing I just want to York. To edu- I think this is a good race to educate our listeners on who are watching this. Asmussen has the two gun runners in here with Gunpilot and Echo again. He gets, you know, there's some conversation with the, uh, Louis just spilled bourbon everywhere. All right, there we go. I run into there. All right. You know. All right. Cut him off. All right. Now, now I'm just messing. Louis's good. All right. The, um, we got the two gun runners, Asmussen training both of them. Talk about about how the jockey choice kind of goes with that. The, the you know he's choosing between Florent Giroux and um, and and Tyler Gaffioni. It's not it's not a poor man's choice here. But how do how do they kind of decide which jock goes with what horse and all that kind of stuff? I absolutely disagree with you. <laughs> I think Giroux is a poor man's choice. Okay. I think right. he's able to run front runners and nothing else. Okay. He's a terrible timing jockey. Now, my point was Tyler had run Echo again before, and he's Tyler's off, off of him and running Gunpilot, and he's then never gun, run Gunpilot again. Then they like Gunpilot. I, I agree. That was where I was trying to get to. Do you Louis. agree with that, Dan? 
the 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 uh, the interesting thing is remember when Santana and Asmussen were a thing and unbeatable. Yeah. Yeah, and and Santana rode both of these horses last time wow. out, and he doesn't get, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it with a jockey's agent, and uh, uh, you know who a, a jockey's agent is going to sometimes ride the lesser horse uh, to to stay in the barn. So there's it, it, or to make an owner happy. Yeah, it, it's it's not it's it's not always that the jockey's riding the horse that he thinks has has the best chance. to to win now you know like pat day now we're talking about the pat day mile yeah which is pat, a different thing than say a 50 pat day pat day used to wait till the entries came out because you didn't have to you didn't have to announce the rider at the time of the entries he'd he'd wait till the entries came out and then just pick the best horse because everybody right, here here and at keeneland everybody wanted pat riding their horse so it's not always that the jockey thinks that that's the best horse or in the, the race. there are other factors i, I agree with that but if i would have seen tyler had that run gunpowder before and tyler's never ridden gunpowder before he has read uh ridden echo again before echo again by the odds is the is the better horse you know not riding echo again is on gunpowder didn't base storm run really well yesterday in the unbridled um the unbridled sydney in the turf sprint behind caravel Okay. I know everybody got beat by Caravel, but I think yeah. she. So, if we're talking about California shippers, I'm just saying, like, oh, there, I think there, yeah. there might be an example of one. Yeah. Okay. So. No, you just threw that dead fish in my lap with me not having any information yeah, I, in front I of me. Understand. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, for shippers from uh, Los Alamitos, Louis, how Although, do they do? Listen, uh, you're usually right on that. You know? Fair enough. <laughs> I expect more out <laughs> of expectations. You, Louis. Yeah, yeah. Good. Good night, Olive. Is uh, three to five. Here's some more chalk for you, Michael. Well, uh, let's see. We're gonna go ahead and go to that fourth race. Uh, which is the first stakes race of the day. I'm flipping through my uh, It's my at 12.05, so uh, coming up in about 17 minutes. Yeah, so we're going to give you plenty of time to bet right here. Up, updated uh, updated odds for the Derby. Angel of Empire 7 to t- or, uh, 9 to 2. Tap it twice, nine, nine to two. So we have co-favors right two now. Two fills all the way down to seven to one. Uh, and so is Dermasotogake. Dermasotogake, Mr. Robot. Seven to one. Um you know, you know why, why, why they have this up? You know what was interesting to me? Why yesterday? did they have this up? Because we're all here for the Derby. <laughs> no, I said while they have this up. No, you, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. I'm with you. I got you, Dan. Listen, he's over here spilling drinks already. That's fair. All right. Yeah, yeah. While they had this up. Do you know, and I texted this to you last night. Yes. Do you know that before the scratch of Forte, the Oaks Derby favorite was, was, Angel, of Empire. was, was Angel of Empire? There you go. Uh, very, very, very interesting. Do you know I what thought. happened? People listen to this show. It's a problem, man. You think? It's a problem. <laughs> They're listening show's too popular. Them. Chuck him. <laughs> Chuck him. Has anybody texted in to say that Mike oh. still owes me lunch? You know what? No. Fair enough. I have not checked the text they, line today. Four three seven nine six eighty in Louisville. Five zero two four three seven. We have gotten a ton of texts. Of All right, we have six horses um. in this race four, which is the Derby <laughs> City Distaff. Great one, Derby City Distaff. Seven hundred fifty thousand dollars on the line. Seven furlongs, so they'll start just a little bit inside the mile shoot, not all the way back to the mile length. Uh, actually, an eighth of a mile short of it. Uh, good night, all of here. Dan, heavy, heavy favorite. I read Ortiz aboard. Chad Brown uh, is the trainer. I mean, this horse has been nothing but spectacular, has only lost her first race ever, and has won 
uh, everything since. Seven straight ru- uh, wins. In that first race, she did come in second. So um, this horse is dominant. Is she beatable? Can Mataria jump up here? Well, as I, as I said earlier, they and you're getting uh, five to one you're on getting, Mataria. Yeah, seven to two, seven to two on Wicked Halo, who beat Mataria last time out, um, and uh, and five to one on Mataria. Yeah, I mean they're all beatable. We saw that yesterday. This horse, this horse, so good night, Olive has won three grade ones in a row and was the champion sprinter. Here's here's the other thing that I think gives her a big edge, Mike. That is both Wicked Halo and Matarea are four-year-olds. Goodnight Olive's a five-year-old. The only thing that would give me pause is what I said earlier, and that is uh, Irad and Chad have not exactly torn up uh, Kentucky. Uh, since they since they've been here this spring, but I I don't see how she gets beat except for in the Madison. <laughs> so she was fine first off the layoff there. Chad Brown thirty percent off the, the second off the layoff here. Uh, he and I read zero for five at Churchill Downs so far. Um, this beat twenty nine percent though in their last two hundred and fifty or so runs. Uh, seven furlongs is her distance. Five for five lifetime does have a one hundred two buyer in the Saratoga Ballerina handicap uh, that was in uh, August last year. They seem to space her uh, runs out pretty well as well. Uh, so she went a couple months. November to, uh, excuse me, August to November between that ballerina and the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. And then she came back, uh, of course, just in the Keeneland meet right at the beginning in one of their, um, their I don't know, where does the Madison rank in uh, the Keeneland races? It's top five, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's yeah, a pretty yeah, important race. It's a high level grade one, and yeah. lots of everybody shows yeah. up. Society was in that race. Came in third, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think she's, um, if we're, if we're going to single on the card today, that's it. We're, we're about to see it. And you have a pick five that does start with this race. So if you want to go in there and there you, you want to start it off with a Great single, point, this is probably your best bet for a single for the day, and I would agree with that as well. You um, could also play the pick three, and you could single Baby Yoda in ooh. range six. Baby ooh. Yoda all day long. I went back and visited Baby Yoda in a stall. <laughs> okay, so here's a cold, here's a stone-cold pick three for you. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Good night, Olive, Spenderella, and Baby Yoda. All right, I'm, All right, we're I'm, doing I'm it. Better right here for you. We're doing it. I got a phone. <laughs> because, um, <laughs> I have a phone, but it finally died, which is good. I wanted to kill it all day. Anyway. <laughs> I wanted Charged to kill it, it all day. I mean, you know, sometimes you got to do that with the battery, right? You got to like let it. No, I, I disagree. You know, for battery health, I don't know if that's for battery Sweeney, health. Is that a thing? Battery health of your phone? Like you got to drain it every once in a while. I mean, aren't you on your phone all the time? Yes. You're a realtor, yeah. Yeah. You have the best phone. I, it's a freaking iPhone, iPhone 14 Pro. So what's all oh, you're saying to, oh, for battery life? For battery life. It's better drain to it, drain it, and then that, that is what they say. Yeah. I'm with you. Now, how much does it really matter? Because after a couple years, you just get another iPhone. I thought you had an old iPhone like, like Strebel and some of these other guys. No, I did Nick Curran, some of these other no, he guys. He doesn't work at a old, crappy old private school. No, that's not a Lee thing. Walton has an Android. What are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here? Right. I'm trying to have a civilization. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll, so give out your pick, pick three again there, Dan. Uh, Dan is going uh, two, five, three. Uh, if I were giving a cold one, my sheet would say two five twelve. Are you playing Spindrella because you're a big fan of Salt and Pepper? Cato K- River, Cato River, baby. Oh. Ready to go. Oh, dealing, okay. dealing. He's gonna love the mile shoot, dealing. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, I kind of just want to talk for a while because I don't know if I want to start handicapping another race before we need to take a break, or should we take sure. an early break? What do you well, why do? don't we uh, talk about a couple of the horses that are in the Derby field? Okay, that sounds like a great All idea. Right, so let's talk with Hit Show. Start with Hit Show, the first coming out of the wood. So before we do that, I want to say that there's one major thing that we're watching right now with the Derby. Because this, when we talk about Hitcho, that's, that's, that's a great, great idea, point. Louis. Great Let's do something point. else. No, it matters, though. Is the movement in the gate. Is the movement in the gate. Uh, they will more than likely, uh, now that we have 18 stars in the Derby, they're going to probably vacate the 1 and vacate the 20. I would be in favor of them vacating the 1 and the 2. From what we understand, they have not officially made a decision yet on which they're going to vacate. Whether or not Hitcho comes out of the 2 or the 3 uh, makes a difference, doesn't it, Dan? We're, we're up to five NPR people. I don't understand the world at all. What's I wrong with get, NPR? I couldn't get you on the horse racing happy hour. Something with the word horse racing in it. And there's five people from NPR here. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't, I'm here. Are we trying to end you Western got, civilization? You, you got me here. You got me here. <sighs> Go ahead. Um, talk about the gates. You know what? I, I don't know that they move them, Mike. You think they go? I think they uh, the horse drew number one, and I think the, the, I think they the they're going to go one through eighteen. Yeah, that's what I think. Interesting. Do. I'm going to go th- uh, two through nineteen. Is my guess. I that's think two guess. through nineteen is probably what's guess. most likely to happen. I, I feel like in the past when we've had short fields, they've always vacated the one first. But I, I honestly, we were talking about it in the down in the press uh, room and um, and. You know, there's a lot of people who said, oh, yeah, it's been done that way. It's been done this way. And right now there's been no consensus on what they're going to do. So uh, we'll try to get that information before the show's over. But it, when you talk about Hit Show, right. uh, and it really affects the two-horse and the three-horse verifying and, and two fills even who more. Who we think are absolute contenders, yes. Yeah. But go ahead then with Hit Show. I think I'm the biggest fan of Hit Show on this show. Um, I really, really like his form. Trained by Brad Cox. Manny Franco rides. Um, Manny Franco's his go-to rider now at Aqueduct Yep. Uh, in the winter. So yep. I like that they shipped him in for this race. Makes sense to me. They didn't go find someone else to ride this horse. You know, pick up a local guy like a Brian Hernandez Jr. or Joe Talamo or something like that. They stick with Manny Franco, fly him in for this one. He runs second in the wood. But before that, did have a really great run in the withers. Uh, both of those over fast go. And I... It, they're, they're not fast races. I'm not going to lie to anybody. You go mile and an eighth at a buck fifty four. They sped it up a lot though in the wood, buck fifty one. Very deep track on Long Island, both at Aqueduct and at Belmont. I'm always interested how those horses will like getting to this surface and this distance. I've always had the, I've always been of the mind, Dan, that they won't. You know, the, this, the ten furlongs won't bother them because they're used to deeper go over a mile and an eighth. Mm-hmm. But that hasn't been true for twenty three years. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's just in my brain, but it's just empirically not true. You, you know, the the one man that I know that. Uh, is uh, well, he's not as good as you. You're the best handicapper I know. But the second wow, best handicapper a- I know is the heir to my fortune. He likes this horse. Okay, I do too. He, so he, he hit said, the board. For he sure. said he went. He said he went back and looked at that race. Yes. in New York, the Wood, and he said he was between horses the entire trip. Yep. And if you if you read, and he's game as heck, man. And and if you read the uh, the, the trip notes there. It says jostled, jostled inside the 316th pole. So, uh, and when, when we talked to Brad, yep. remember we talked to Brad, what day did we talk uh, Wednesday. to Brad? Wednesday. Brad said when he saw that this horse was 30 to 1 on the morning line, he thought it was a misprint. He right. thought they made a mistake. Yep. Um, and once in a while, jockey, jockeys will choose which horses they talk about. Yeah. And Brad did that with, with Hitcho. And, and, and again, I don't have a great eye for a horse, but yesterday I went down. 
uh, no, Thursday, I went down for the first race. And uh, Brad was was schooling all four of his derby horses. Sure. And the horse that looked the best to me out of the four? No question. That horse right the, there. And that breeding makes sense. You got Candy right on top. You got yep. Candy Ride Dad, Tap It Mom. I mean, it's a, as we come to expect in these big-time three-year-old races, the, the breeding is royal. Yep. And this is no exception here. I think he's just a gamer, Dan. I mean, when you run fire four times and the only time you miss the board is in an optional claimer here at Churchill going a mile and a 16th, going two turns for the first time, and then after that you don't miss the board, and we're talking about $100,000 race, the Withers, and then the Wood Memorial. I just like that form. I think no one's been more unlucky with their post positions the last two races than it hit show 13 in the wood, one in the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. You could not get less. No, no. That's it. That's it. All right, let's uh, real quick talk about Brad's other horse, and then we'll take a break. Uh, this is verifying. Uh, the morning line odds were 15 to 1. I'm not 100% sure. Verifying. Like 12 to 1? Um, I've got it right here in front of me, actually. Verifying. It's still a 15 to 1. Okay. Um, I think that's a fair number. Tyler here won the Oaks yesterday aboard. Uh, you like this horse, Louie, don't you? Uh, Dan likes him more than I do. Uh, Dan's been on him uh, as, as far as a pick for, for considerably longer than I have. Um, but, yeah, I do. I, I I need to see him put it together against very good company. He's you know, There's no shame in being beaten by Tabitrice Trice, by El Nack. No, there's no. no shame in any of that. If we like Mage at Florida, as people do, then you have to like verifying here, I think. Right? I think so. Okay. I right. think so. Okay. So yeah. I think he's in that. So, Mike, if we had, like, an A group, he's in the B-plus group. I would agree. I think that's where he is. Dan, do you agree with the B-plus group? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but, I think he know, can win. I want to be clear. But but look at look at the the, the last race when he got beat a neck by Tappet twice. I thought he was that was a gutty performance. And in the Rebel, I, I kind of draw a line through that. It was on a sloppy racetrack. He's got a terrible wet figure. Um uh, yeah, I, he's not in the A group, but he isn't far behind. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Horse Racing Happy Hour. 